With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday after a weekend in which Liverpool beat West Ham 3-1 at home in the Premier League and the day before Liverpool take on Leicester in the League Cup. So, haven't had a chance to talk about the Le- the West Ham game. Thought we started poorly, as is our want. Um, they probably should have been 2-0 up before we really woke up into the game. The Bowen chance, the first one, uh, it's an unbelievable save. The Mikel Antonio chance that he just completely makes a mess of. All his big talk, all his talk about backing himself and them finishing above Liverpool and so on and so forth. And he had an absolute stinker of a game. I just marked out of it by our defence. Um, we obviously go in front through Mo. It's it's a poor ball by Diaz that Darwin luckily gets his heel to because it's behind him, redirects it to Mo a little bit fortunately. Mo does brilliantly to cut back in by Agard, and it's an absolute stonewall penalty. Did see some, you know, BNP members of the West Ham fan base doing a bit of football content after the game and saying it was a dive. I, I just, I don't understand how anybody could look at that and say it wasn't a stonewall penalty other than you having significant bias against brown people. And I just don't understand otherwise how you could look at that. Um, We were the better team from there on, but they got back into it. It's, It's dreadful by Robertson. Now, he was at fault for the Antonio chance, he was at fault in the first Bowen chance because he kept collapsing the defensive line. And he's at fault here as well. Now, Virgil will get most of the blame. He's in, He deserves a good portion of the blame. But Robertson makes two major mistakes here. First and foremost, he drops the defensive line, which allows Bowen to go early on his run. So the long ball is played over the top. Bowen heads it back. Robertson has Bowen. Robertson should stay with Bowen because as the ball is shifted wide, 
there are enough Liverpool players getting back to deal with that issue out wide. And instead, Robertson brainlessly hairs across to left back and tries to get a challenge in, doesn't get anywhere close, ball is played in, Virgil doesn't do enough here. He allows Bowen to get round in front of him. He needs to be stepping in and blocking his run. Seen people say, well, what could he do? He would have volleyed him in the head. You don't allow him to get to the point where he heads the ball, is the simple fact of it. You step across his run, you take the ball out, he ends up sprawled on the floor. It's absolutely fine. And you clear things. Virgil's done that hundreds of times over his Liverpool career. But look, 1-1, a little bit nervy, obviously. Second half, Darwin misses a sitter. An absolute sitter. And then he makes up for it by scoring a much more difficult chance. It's an absolutely gorgeous little lift over the top by Alexis, who, by the way, is completely wasted as a six. Lovely little lift over the top. And Darwin just a cushioned, redirected volley. It's stunning. It's a great, great goal. And we complete the game with a three, a third goal on 85 through Diogo Jota, as everybody will have seen. Uh, Virgil does very well to win the flick on, and, and Jota does what Jota does from short, short range. We absolutely deserved the win. We were absolutely the better side. Uh, they had some cribbing and crying about Jared Bowen falling over in our box. As the replay showed, it's a great challenge by Alexis. Uh, of course, you get the, oh, if that happens up the other end nonsense, we went two years without a penalty at Anfield. So this myth that we get preferential treatment, they got, I think, double the amount of penalties in the league last season as we got. So there's no preferential treatment towards us. They've had plenty over the last few years, if you go back and look. But it is what it is. They want reasons to whinge. They can't just, they just can't accept they were beaten fairly comfortably by a, a significantly better team. Uh, we are now second in the league. 16 points from our six games. You would have absolutely taken that at the start of the season, given the fixtures we've had. Two points behind City. They look fairly untouchable. Like they had Rodri sent off at the weekend and. Barely had to get out of first gear. Just cruised along. It was all very, very easy for them. Forrest never really troubled them. But Forrest aren't particularly good. So, you know, there'll be tougher tests for them. Um, But for us, Brighton behind us, then Spurs, then Arsenal... I mean, you you would suggest that City, then us, then Arsenal, then Spurs looks the likely top four at this point in the season, purely because I don't think Brighton will have the strength and depth or the experience to manage both European football and Premier League football as the Europa League continues on. I don't know that they have the quality to go all season as a top four team, but I certainly think Brighton will be there or thereabouts for a Europa League or Conference League spot again. Um, but the five, these five teams look the class of the league right now. Villa, West Ham, Newcastle, they look a level below. 
and then it's a significant drop off to everybody else. United look garbage. Palace are okay. Fulham are okay. Forest are okay. Brentford are okay. Chelsea are a catastrophe. Everton Wolves, awful. Bournemouth still getting to grips with their new manager and what he expects from them, but only three points, but only three defeats, which is more interesting. And then, I mean, Luton, Burnley and Sheffield United all look hopeless. Sheffield United got wellied at the weekend and looked completely hopeless. So it does look like there's there's five teams for the top four spots. That's what it looks like at the moment. Now, obviously, look, there's 32 games left. Things will change. Th- teams will improve. United will get better. But right now, United are seven points behind us after six games. Newcastle are seven points behind us after six games. Chelsea are 11 points behind us after six games. And they were three of the teams that would have had ambitions for top four. We can pretty much rule Chelsea out already. And I think we're getting to the point where we're going to be able to rule United out of things in a couple of weeks because they've got some tough fixtures coming up. Not as tough as Chelsea, but they've got some tough fixtures coming up. So really and truly, top four was the aim this year. And we've made a great start towards getting that. Our next five games, the next two are really tough. We go away to Spurs, away to Brighton. Now, we've got the League Cup game at home tomorrow night. We've got Union St. Gelos at home on the 5th of October. Then it's an international break after the Brighton game. But if if we could take four points from Spurs away, Brighton away, that would be tremendous. Two draws wouldn't be bad results. They just wouldn't be bad results. But if we could win one and draw one, that would be really, really good. Then we come back and it's a little bit easier for us then. Everton at home, we should, we should smash them. Then Toulouse at home, Forest at home. So three home games in a row, which is nice. Then away to Luton, again, we should win that comfortably. Away to Toulouse, home to Brentford, then a break, and then we come back for City in what will likely be the early kickoff on a Saturday after an international break. Joy of joys. We get to that point, we'll know pretty much everything we need to know about this team. And we'll also only be six weeks from the January window when we can address one or two of the issues in the squad. Because there are still issues. And there's no point pretending there's not. There's no point trying to paint over it just because we've had the good start. We desperately need a holding midfielder. We need an upgrade on the left side of the defence. Either... I know Costas just signed a new deal, so it's probably going to have to be a left-footed centre-back, which I think is what they want anyway, but it is what it is. We can go and get that midfielder in January. The defence can wait till the summer. Get that midfielder in January, and you're going to be in pretty good shape. On This Is Anfield, Heppen Linders is giving a press conference. So you can go and check out what he's had to say if you want. Uh, Liverpool's League Cup priorities, team selections and opportunities. Well, the priority should be to win the competition because we're in the competition. Um, 
which players are you most looking forward to seeing in the competition? So this was done by Adam Beatty, Joanna Durkin, Jack Lusby, and David Lynch. So Adam says Ben Doak and Stefan Besetich. Joanna said the two of them and Gerald Kwanza. Uh Jack said Bobby Clark, Lewis Kumas, Melkin Fraundorf, James McConnell, Callum Scanlon. And uh, he also named Luke Chambers. And David Lynch said Gerald Kwanza. Uh How much of a priority should it be? Joanna says it is until it isn't. David says it's entire, entirely possible to get to the final using the squad depth. Jack says, I don't see why Liverpool, I assume he meant can't have a crack at all four competitions. Um, and Adam says it just depends on how strong Klopp wants to go. Is it Queeving Keller from start to finish? Definitely. I would be surprised if not. I really hope so, and I'd expect so. And finally, they picked teams for this game. So, uh, David Lynch picked Kelleher, Besetich, Gomez, Kwanzaa, Simicus, Endo, Elliot, Gravenberch, Doak, Gakpo, Jota. Uh, Joanna went Kelleher, Besetich, Kanate, Kwanzaa. So he went with the same team as David Lynch, except with, or so she went with same team as David Lynch, except with Kanate starting. Adam also went with Kanate starting. They've got the same midfield, same attack, and Jack just agreed with them. Um, hmm. Don't know how I feel about Ibu starting in the League Cup. He's clearly our second best defender, should be starting. The Premier League games, the important games, but yeah, I don't mind if he starts. Obviously, he didn't get, didn't start at the weekend, so I, I don't mind at all if that's the case. Uh, Tottenham pick up new injury before Liverpool, but Madison issue plays down, played down. So Madison obviously went off in the Arsenal game. Looks like he's fine, but Brennan Johnson has a hamstring issue, so he might be out for a little while. Uh, thankfully, James Madison has avoided serious injury on his knee. Sounds like him and Hyungman Song both went into the game with some injury issues. And considering they absolutely opened up that overrated Arsenal defence, it's fairly impressive. Uh, Billy Cometio's sister has signed for Liverpool's women's team. Um Yazor, is that her name? Yazor? Uh, Yazor? Previously playing in France, she has joined the academy ranks for Liverpool FC women. Cool. Very, very cool. She's expected to play for the under-21s. Very, very cool. Good for her. There's also, by the way, there's a cool video on the in this article of the renovation that's been done at Melwood. So worth checking that out. And uh, there is a quiz here. Can you name all seven League Cup winning captains from Liverpool? 
from our, our nine times winning the competition, it's fairly straightforward. Uh, won the replay versus West Ham 1981. That's Phil Thompson. The next three are Graham Souness, who lifted three times in a row. Uh, striker in 1995, it's Ian Rush. Striker in 2001, it's Robbie Fowler. Uh, centre-back in 2003, it's Sammy Hippia. Uh, brother played for the opposition in 2012, it's Stevie. And then obviously Henderson was the last one. So there you go. There's your quiz ruined for you. Um, if you couldn't get that now in about 25 seconds, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, on AnfieldIndex.com, there's a piece about the inquiry into the 2022 Champions League final. Piece about Curtis, piece about Joel, piece about the Leicester game. It's also a piece about the contract or the negotiations going on between the club and Nike over our new kit deal, the extension of the kit deal and potentially a record-breaking deal. Podcast-wise, then there's loads of stuff. So there is... A new Scouts of Tommy's, there's a rival recon for the West Ham game. If you haven't listened to it, it's worth a listen because, you know, even though the game is over, there's still some interesting stuff in there. Um, and then there's the post-match draw, which is Guy, Jim and Carl. Uh, Trev was at the game and unfortunately I was unavailable. So, uh, but back for tomorrow night's game against West Ham. I think it's Guy, myself and Jim for, for Leicester. Guy, myself and Jim. Uh, so that's it folks that's all I've got for today thanks as always and I will see you tomorrow take care of yourselves bye bye we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.